Welcome to a new weekly podcast of the Detroit News called Octopulse, taking the pulse of the Red Wings rebuild under General Manager Steve Eiserman. I'm Mark Faulkner, Assistant Sports Editor at the Detroit News. I'm joined by Ted Colfin, Red Wings beat reporter for the Detroit News. And officially, Ted, we launch on Sunday night, you and I from Little Caesars Arena before the home opener against the Dallas Stars. Our podcast will be about 20 minutes through the season, 27 weeks. Let's hope there's a pulse with this team, too. There, that, that'll be very important. Absolutely. So, And <laughs> and this is sort of a introductory podcast to let people know what we're doing, a much uh, shorter version, um, 27 straight weeks, plus playoffs, which are very unlikely. In fact, it doesn't look promising mark let's put it that way I, I would if i were a betting man i wouldn't but you never know in pro sports we will be concentrating though on steve eiserman uh year one of his rebuild and ted it's not really fair to ask uh, how's it gone six months into his rebuild he was hired in april but uh, just some general observations about what he's done so far in limited time like you said, this is going to be a gradual, long process. Uh, he, I mean, he's added a couple of veterans, obviously, for the rest. Uh, rostering yeah. Val Fula and uh, Patrick Nemeth. But I, I think he understands this is going to be a long-range thing. Um, he's going to let the prospects bide their time in Grand Rapids sure, and sure. develop. This isn't any quick fix. And he pre- he said basically it said so at the introduction. And it's working out that way too. Yeah. Now in the paper you predicted, uh, and those are predictions, but sure. 71 point season, they had 74 points last year. Now in the East, it took uh, 98 points to get in only 90 in the West. Personally, I think if the wings improve by about 10% under Jeff Blaschel, 10%, that's about what say seven more points Maybe the high end at 80 points, uh, getting within shouting distance kind of for the playoffs and out of it by late March or whatever. I think that might be considered a successful season. Oh, it would be, no question. I think so, Ted. So what do you think would be the high end of your 71 up in the 80s? And possibly, could it go south as well? I don't see them reaching 80. I just don't, Mark. I mean, that division, you're going to face those all those teams four times each, like the Floridas, Montreal's, Tampa, Toronto, Boston. There's a lot of losses there. Yeah. And there's a lot of teams in the opposite division that are awfully good, too. I just don't see this roster, frankly, winning a lot of those games against the Eastern Conference, basically. Could it go south? I mean, it could if one of the prime offensive players like the Dylan Larkin or an Anthony Mantha. Andreas Anthony, if one of those three are gone for any length of time this season, where's the rest of the offense coming from? There's no offense to speak of. So it could go south pretty quick with a key injury. And mm-hmm. like otherwise, I just, yeah, I mean, maybe if some things go right, they can go in the upper 70s. But yeah. I just don't see how they reach into the 80s. The um, this if, they, if they do, it would be a very successful season. A very successful season. Yeah, I well, think I internally. Think. Absolutely. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's something they want to broadcast as much, but I think internally that would be that would be a sign that uh, Jeff Blaschel has achieved some of his goals. Um, some quick introductions for people listening to the podcast. Uh, I'm one of the assistant sports editors here, former sports editor at the Windsor Star for 22 years, former play-by-play announcer going back with the Oilers in Sydney, Nova Scotia. 
And as colonist John Neo uh, said on our show the other day, the TV show, our resident Canadian. So, right. And, and Ted, you've been with the Wings since about 1999. It was 1999. I started the first season after the two Stanley Cups. The two Stanley Cups. And then I've covered two, actually. Right, so it's right. been a long run. I had one year covering the Pistons. That was a nice little, uh, just something different. Now, I, I really enjoy that. Another good different type of project, so to speak, or yeah, whatnot. Yeah. But always enjoy the hockey. Uh, two interesting things about uh, my Cape Breton years tied to the Wings. The Oilers had uh, six first-round picks, Ted, on their team. The Wings have five down in Grand Rapids. Uh, Valeno, Zadina, Sider, Rasmussen, and Sveshnikov. The Oilers had Foster, Issel, LaRue, Soberlack, Souls, and Chris Joseph. Now, Chris Joseph was the only player to actually make it in Edmonton. And Oilers GM, Glenn Sather, the Hall of Famer, they won like four cups in six years, said, I only need one player from the minors back there, just one player. So my question to you would be, if with Detroit, if you look at those five players, Valeno, Zadina, Sider, Rasmussen, and Sveshnikov, which which player has the highest upside, do you think, and might be in Detroit this year if they needed it for an injury like you were like you were saying? Which one of those players do you think? I think at some point we'll probably see yeah. all of them for at least nine, yeah. nine games, which doesn't burn anybody's contract here. Right now, as we sit here, boy, Morris Sider was very, exp- uh, very expensive, very impressive, I thought. Uh, there was some... You know, there was some shock when they picked him sixth. A lot of people felt that was kind of high. But with the poise that he played with, uh, just the maturity that he has, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it's going to take very long for him to reach the NHL. I think he's a very intriguing prospect right now. And the other thing about those Oilers years, the leadership, I'll ask you about the Red Wings leadership. Uh, Back in Cape Breton, the uh, Mark Messier, the six-time Stanley Cup champion, he would often, when our flights would connect, say, in Boston or Montreal, Messier would go over and talk to the minor league coaches, the players he was involved. I don't know if he knew everybody, but he seemed to have a real sense of giving people some motivation and some hope. And so my question to you is, who would be the Messier or the Iserman do you see someone evolving into that role? Or maybe they haven't drafted the player. Everyone's assuming it's it's Larkin, and it very well might be Ted. But I'm just wondering, is there a player that Steve Eiserman says, I would like that person to perhaps take over that kind of role? I think Larkin is yeah. evolving into that role. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure if he's that guy right now, but he's pretty darn close. He certainly had some some folks like that with the Nicholas Cronwells and the Henrik Zetterbergs. Um Larkin would be the closest one right mm-hmm. now, but and I thought it was a good move, maybe not to quite give him the captain just yet. I don't think there's anything wrong with seeing see how the situation plays out this year. I think everybody kind of assumes he's going to be it, and I think he'll be a very good captain. Yeah, absolutely. So Sunday night we get things started. Um, that's about it for the introduction podcast. You can catch uh, Ted's TV show with John. That's the season preview, team capsules, all of uh, Ted's coverage. We also have John's story on Sergei Fedorov, and we have that big feature on Iserman with some of the things he learned over the 14 years, the drought when he had to sort of handle all the pressure and things along those lines. Uh, The multimedia story, you should check that out. We've got some really uh, interesting um, things involved with that, uh, including uh, these poll quotes. Ted, you can, I think I sent you the text when our Tom Gromack, the digital 
uh, innovator here sent us how to sort of play with some bells and whistles. You can push the pull quote and all of a sudden you can hear Steve Eiserman speak and things. So you might want to check that out as well. And and that just about does it right now. You've been listening to our new podcast, Octopulse, Taking the Pulse of the Red Wings Rebuild under Steve Eiserman.